Hey everyone, before we start the episode, I wanted to share some exciting news. We have a YouTube channel now. We started posting our episodes with some cool images and videos, so you should definitely go check it out. You can find us at On Wildlife Podcast, and don't forget to subscribe. Now let's get into the episode. Hello, welcome to On Wildlife. I'm your host, Alex Ray. On this podcast, we bring the wild to you. We take you on a journey into the life of a different animal every week, and I guarantee you you're going to come out of here knowing more about your favorite animal than you did before. This week, we're talking about a group of highly venomous snakes that are known for their signature hoods. With enough venom to kill an adult elephant, a species of this snake is one of the top 10 most venomous snakes in the world. But the fear that people have for these snakes is one of the reasons why their populations are declining. So watch your step while you're walking through the brush, because we're talking about cobras. name comes from the Portuguese phrase cobra de capeo that means snake with hood. Even snakes that aren't true cobras have been called cobras for so long that the name has stuck. And depending on how we define cobras, the number of species can range from 31 to over 300. Cobras are in the family Elapidae, a family of venomous snakes that have hollow fangs on the upper jaw near the front of the mouth. And we'll talk more about their really cool fangs later on in the episode. In the family Elapidae, there are 58 genuses, with the genus Naja being the true cobras. Most cobras are able to expand the ribs in their neck to form that signature hood. This behavior is called hooding, and the neck ribs become flattened to create that hooded appearance. They do this when they feel threatened, so it's thought to be a way to intimidate their predators and make them look larger than they are. This would definitely work on me if I was in close contact with a cobra. And while the hood is a common characteristic of cobras, not all cobras have them. They have smooth scales and can come in a variety of colors, including red, yellow, black, and they can even have intricate patterns as well. Cobras are very large snakes, and many of them are able to grow more than 6 feet long. But the largest true cobra is the forest cobra, which can grow to lengths of up to 10 feet long, which is like lining up three and a half full-sized guitars together. Ash's spitting cobra is 9 feet long, and it's the world's largest spitting cobra. We'll talk about what a spitting cobra is in a little bit. The smallest cobra species is only 4 feet long, and it's the Mozambique Spitting Cobra. The King Cobra is the longest venomous snake in the world, and it can reach 18 feet in length, weighing up to 40 pounds, with the largest recognized specimen being 19.2 feet long. So why didn't we mention it earlier as the largest cobra? Well, King Cobras are actually not true cobras, but they are closely related to the Naja group which are the true cobras. One bite from a king cobra can lead to death within minutes. Cobras usually live in the tropical regions of Africa and Asia. They're also found in grasslands, savannas, and farming areas. 
They've been known to go underground, slither under rocks, or up trees. Cobra's names often reflect the habitat or country that they're known to live in. There's forest cobras living in the forests of West Africa and Cape cobras hailing from the Cape of South Africa, or the Chinese, Philippine, and Indian cobras living in those regions. Some examples of cobras that aren't found in Africa and Asia are the Spanish cobra, European cobra, and Caspian cobra. There are no true cobras that live in North America. Something popularized in movies and TV shows is snake charming, and usually the snakes that people are charming are cobras. Snake charmers scare them into their defensive posture, and the swaying that the cobras do happens in response to the movement of the flute and the charmer. It was once thought that they reacted to the sound of the music, but it's believed that they react more to the rhythmic movements of the charmer. And despite the appearance that these charmed snakes are domesticated, they have not been tamed and are still wild animals. But I bet you're probably wondering about their venom. You'll hear about that after the break. The science word that I want to talk to you about today is phloem. Phloem is a tissue that's found in plants that carries nutrients wherever the plant needs them. Plants also have a tissue called xylem, which carries water from the roots to other parts of the plant. Okay, we're back. Cobras are known to be opportunistic hunters, and they'll eat any prey items that go their way. But they're all carnivores. They'll eat birds, small mammals, lizards, eggs, and even other snakes. They like to hunt at dusk and dawn. Some cobras, like the king cobra, are ophiophagous, meaning that their main prey is other types of snakes. When hunting their prey, they silently follow it until it's time to strike. And their most effective method of taking down their prey is using their bite. When they bite their prey, the venom seeps through their hollow fangs and into their victims. The venom produced by cobras isn't the most powerful of all snake venoms, but they make up for this by delivering the venom in large doses and they're able to bite several times in a single lunge. Their fangs are able to deliver the venom in a dose of about 0.2 ounces. Cobra bites contain neurotoxins. Neurotoxic venom attacks the nervous system, with symptoms including vision problems, difficulty breathing, talking, and swallowing, vomiting, abdominal pain, necrosis, which is the death of cellular tissue, and anticoagulation, which prevents blood from clotting. There's enough neurotoxin in a cobra's bite to kill 20 men. When humans are bitten, they have to be given antivenom, or they'll most likely die. Antivenom is one of the most successful treatments for envenomation. It involves the antibodies made by other animals introduced to the venom. Some species, like Ash's spitting cobra, are able to spray venom by squeezing their venom glands, which shoots it out of their fangs. Cytotoxic venom is found in spitting cobras, and it attacks tissue on the body, causing severe pain and swelling. Blindness is also a symptom if the venom is not washed out of your eyes. So even if you're standing far away, cobras can still be dangerous. Cobras strike quickly and they hit hard, striking at around 3 meters per second. 
Sometimes cobras will constrict their prey, but it's pretty rare. Once the cobra has stopped its victim's breathing, it will swallow its prey whole by expanding its jaw. And after eating a meal, they can go on for days or months without eating again due to their slow metabolism. To find their prey, they use their tongue to smell because they don't have great hearing. The forked tongue moves out of their mouth and picks up odor particles that are found on the ground. They pass those particles over the Jacobson's organ, a special olfactory organ on the roof of their mouth. Jacobson's organ is also called the vomeronasal organ, and it's a patch of sensory cells that pick up odor particles in the main nasal chamber. They can detect prey from about 100 meters away. Cobras also have amazing night vision and are sensitive to vibrations that can help them sense their prey. Cobras breed between the months of January and April, and every species of cobra has its own set of breeding behaviors. Some of the species will wrestle for mating rights with only the strongest males being able to reproduce, and it's believed that some species like the king cobra will mate for life. Male king cobras are larger than the females. This is an unusual case of sexual dimorphism, which is when males and females look different from each other. In most species of snake, the opposite is true, as it's more often that the female is larger than the male. After mating occurs, the female cobra lays her clutch of eggs in a secure location like a hollow log or an underground area. The mother king cobra builds her nests with leaves or other soft materials. The eggs are later incubated with leaves or the cobra will lay on them herself. Something really interesting is that the king cobra is the only species of snake that's known to build nests for their eggs. Now, most cobras reproduce by laying eggs, but some give birth to live young. The wrinkles, also called the ring-necked spitting cobra, lives in Africa, and it's ovoviviparous. This means that the eggs are hatched within their body and birthed as live snakes. It's a really cool process, and I just talked about it in the episode on sawfish, so if you want to learn more about that, you can listen to last week's episode. Depending on the species, females will lay anywhere between 10 and 40 eggs at a time. They take 60 to 80 days to incubate, and the eggs will incubate during the spring and summer, and they'll hatch during the fall. The female cobras will remain near the eggs and fiercely defend them until they hatch, and the males will also stay close behind. The eggs need to be defended from mongooses and wild boars who will steal and eat them. Even though the cobra eggs are defended by the parents, they're left to fend for themselves after they hatch. Cobra hatchlings are able to hunt and inject venom into prey from the moment that they hatch. The main threat to cobras are those boars and mongooses that will eat their eggs. But they're also a problem for adult cobras. Mongooses have thick fur which can protect them from the cobra's fangs, and they're able to kill them by using their speed and agility. They can run behind the cobra and bite its back before it can turn around and defend itself. They also may be picked up by birds of prey, and they're also threatened by humans and other kinds of snakes. If cobras aren't eaten by predators, they can live up to 20 years. Okay, we're going to take another short break, and when we get back, we'll talk about cobra behaviors.
It's trivia time. Let's see if you can answer today's question. What is a snail's shell made out of? is calcium carbonate, which is the same stuff that makes up a lot of rocks. Alright, welcome back. So a group of cobras is called a quiver, but you don't have to use that term very often because cobras really only come together to mate. Otherwise, they're solitary animals. Cobras may be active during the night or the day, but they're usually more active during the day. And they have a reputation as an aggressive snake. But while they are dangerous, they aren't as aggressive as their reputation leads people to believe. They usually try to escape from humans or predators unless they feel provoked. And this is pretty much true for all animals. If you don't bother them, then for the most part, they won't bother you. When cobras become alarmed, they'll raise their front end up while showing their fangs and hissing. The longest cobras can raise themselves up to be about as tall as the average human male. It's believed that cobras also use their height to search for food. And while they raise their bodies like this, they can still strike. If you ever find yourself near a cobra, it's important to note their striking distance is a lot further than you may think. Give yourself plenty of room to avoid being bitten. Plus, we already talked about how some of them can spit their venom at you. As I talked about earlier, cobras can bite multiple times during a single strike. Adult cobras have been known to bite their targets and hold on to ensure that their prey has gotten its venom. The hisses of king cobras are much lower than other snakes, and is commonly referred to as a growl instead. Most snakes hiss at a frequency of about 3,000 to 13,000 hertz, but king cobra growls are below 2,500 hertz, and usually hover around the 600 hertz range. This frequency is closer to the frequency of a human voice than that of other snakes. Snakes like cobras are very important to the ecosystems that they live in, and they're really helpful when it comes to regulating prey populations. By controlling populations, they can keep environments from being overrun. Some of cobras' favorite meals are rodents, which many of us know like to reproduce extremely quickly. If there are no predators keeping them in check, things can get out of hand in the blink of an eye. In addition to regulating prey populations, they're also a prey item for other predators like birds, mongooses, and snakes. According to the IUCN Red List, of the 337 species of cobras, two are listed as critically endangered, seven are endangered, 16 are vulnerable, and 10 are near-threatened while 258 are considered of least concern. One of the reasons why these snake populations are declining is because of habitat loss. As we cut down their habitats and build farms and cities there, the cobras have to move to areas that are more populated by people. And we know that cobras don't have the most amazing reputation when it comes to people, so they can be killed for simply being in an area where people live. This is why it's so important to fight against deforestation, and also why we need to educate people about snakes. Here are some organizations that you can check out that help cobras. The King Cobra Conservancy, 
the Center for Snake Conservation, and Save the Snakes. Thank you so much for coming on this adventure with me as we explored the world of cobras. You can find the sources that we used for this podcast and links to organizations that we reference at onwildlife.org. You can also email us with any questions at onwildlife.podcast at gmail.com. And you can follow us on Instagram at on underscore wildlife or on TikTok at onwildlife. And don't forget to tune in next Wednesday for another awesome episode. And that's On Wildlife. Listening to On Wildlife with Alex Ray. On Wildlife provides general educational information on various topics as a public service, which should not be construed as professional, financial, real estate, tax, or legal advice. These are our personal opinions only. Please refer to our full disclaimer policy on our website for full details.